to The Walk, a podcast where we discuss parenting and what the Bible says about it. God's Word contains truth, encouragement, and application, which we want to share with you, the mom or dad journeying through the chaos of raising kids. From the newborn to the rebellious teenager, our mission is to provide you with the hope and skills that allows you to be the parent God calls you to be. And welcome again to our Coffee Talk with Tony and Laura series. I believe we're on episode six. And our topic for this week's discussion is physical touch. Oh, another love language. Yeah. Interesting how physical touch, we can take that in a bunch of different ways. A bunch of different ways. I think we'll probably focus specifically on how our kids uh, interact with physical touch. Maybe talk a little bit about boundaries because not every kid is touchy-feely or values physical touch. Yeah, every kid kind of has a different take on physical touch. And we see that in different stages of life and different personalities, how they're affected by physical touch. Yeah, so I think the first thing that we should talk about is the need for physical touch, especially with infants, with newborns. Yeah, there's. I've been saying, well, we're in this phase with a newborn now, and I've been saying this quote in my head, um, which I don't think really works for everybody, but when I'm rocking our baby in the middle of the night, I'll say, hold them while they sleep because babies don't keep, (laughs) and I think there's truth to that, especially this being our third baby and that our older girls are several years older. We just see how fast it has gone and how quickly they grow up. So, yeah, I'm really treasuring those days when I just get to snuggle a baby. Yeah, it's very difficult for me to enjoy the newborn stage and we talked a little bit about that in the newborn series way back in the winter but with our with our third one it's been a lot better and there's such a need for physical touch with those newborns from not just mom but from dad and even a couple of episodes ago I talked about strategies that you can as a father use with that newborn stage because most of the time they want mom And one of those strategies is just taking some time to hold them, even if it's a couple of seconds at a time. You know, maybe the first day you hold it for 10 seconds and then maybe the next strategy or next goal be 30 seconds. Hold them for 30 seconds or hold them for a minute or five minutes or try to rock them to sleep. You know, set reasonable and achievable goals because it's very difficult to love a newborn when it's crying all the time. And as a dad, you're very limited on what you can do to make that baby stop crying. Something I think is that's really handy when it comes to newborns is figuring out what they like. Do you have a baby that likes to rock? Is it a baby that likes to bounce? Is it a baby that likes to face in towards your chest? Or does baby like to see what's going on around them? Just finding what your baby prefers and then rolling with it. We have a kiddo that likes to face out. And so just learning that, oh, maybe she likes to sit up supported or she likes to sit and watch her sisters run around or she likes to bounce facing out. You know, those sorts of things, they include holding her 
but she's pretty calm and content when we're doing it the way that she prefers. And I think that helps everybody's sanity. Yeah. And even though all three of our kids have different ways that they want to interact or be held, one thing is in common and that is they want to be held. Yeah. It's interesting. We have, well, obviously a newborn likes to be held because she's a baby, but our oldest child doesn't really like affection as much as the middle child. She's not as cuddly and won't just curl up to you or crawl in bed next to you in the morning for some extra snuggles. But she'll be, if we're on the couch, she'll scoop up right next to you and kind of be in your personal space or just like likes to be near but it doesn't mean she doesn't want hugs and doesn't want an arm around her to hold her hand she still likes those things too yeah it's it's kind of funny how a couple episodes ago we focused on quality time and our oldest's love language is definitely quality time but our middle child is definitely physical touch she likes to snuggle she likes to be touched she likes to touch um just covering you know, even stuffies just snuggles. So it's been very interesting to see and compare how physical touch can mean so much for one person, but not necessarily some so much for another. Yeah. I also think it's healthy to talk about boundaries when it comes to physical touch. Mm-hmm. Um, something I once heard in regards to teasing your kids was that it's important to respond to them when they say, no, stop, say you're tickling their ribs and they say, no, stop, mom, stop. It's important to stop when they tell you to stop because you want to teach them to have healthy boundaries. That when they say, no, stop, that somebody responds to stop. And so they know that there's those lines that when I say I want someone to stop doing something, they do. So I think it's important in that sense to teach your kids healthy boundaries, but also to teach them healthy touch boundaries that, well, a couple things. One, that people have personal space and that you don't need to always be getting in their bubble, that it's okay to respect their own boundaries, even though you like to touch and be touched. The second thing that certain areas are private and we don't touch those on other people our daughters are still young enough that they're taking baths together. And it's even in the bath, and even though they're sisters, it's important to say, nope, this these, this is your sister's body, and this is your body, and we don't touch each other's bodies. Those things are important too. Yeah, and there is something, there's an, another level of importance with having those boundaries with girls, understanding that when they say stop, or they say no, then you, yeah, you need to stop. Even if it's something super innocent, like, like tickling, you know, it's, it's fun. They're laughing. They're having a great time, but you have to understand that when they say stop, you do have to stop because one day they might meet somebody where they are, they say stop and that other person is expected to stop. And if they don't, then it's a problem. They need to know that that's a problem. Versus just simply saying, hey, oh, they just keep pushing. It's no big deal. And that's when that's when they get into trouble. And if you're if you're a parent to boys, it's important as well. Just kind of on in the opposite way. You have to 
be able to teach your sons that when a young lady says stop, that they are to stop and not to keep pushing. Something I've noticed about our interactions with boys, we don't have sons of our own, but um, we have nephews and lots of friends that have little boys. Boys are definitely touchier than girls are, not like in an appropriate way, but boys wrestle and tackle and they just play harder, but a lot of times that includes physical touch. So even teaching your sons that physical touch is okay, but this is how we play, you know, teaching them where those boundaries are also. Yeah, and parents, the absence of physical touch is also a big deal. As a parent, your kids need to be touched, even if it's in like the smallest way, you know, high five, a hug. You don't have to be overly snuggly. Like, that's fine. But dads typically struggle with this a lot. Uh, Just this, you need to embrace your kids. You need to give them some sort of physical affection because if you don't, they're going to be looking for that elsewhere. So, yeah, that comment that was made, the dads, if you don't hug your daughters, they're going to find somebody who will. And the meaning behind that is that dads, if you're not showing affection and love to your daughters, they're going to find that affection and love somewhere else. And it it's implied that it's not in the good sense. They're going to find it in, you know, some young guy who claims that he loves your daughter, but just doesn't, <laughs> you know, and she's going to, she's going to seek out that physical touch that she didn't get from her dad. Something else in relation to physical touch that's interesting is that, Um, God, who is our spiritual father, our creator, does not physically touch us now. You know, there's that distance until we're reunited in heaven with him. Yet we can feel his warmth and embrace as we draw near to him. As we learn more about his character and who he is, we feel the embrace of his love and the depth of his love, even though we can't physically feel it the the concept of feeling the warm embrace of our heavenly father without physical touch it's a it's a spiritual touch that only he can really do Um, and we can experience that even in like the darkest moments of life you know where we lose a family member we lose a pet you know whatever lose a job Um, just in the midst of loss we can still feel an immense amount of peace and comfort from him if we trust him. And uh, that's something that our kids need as well. It's not just about the physical affection so that they're healthy, but they also need to understand the spiritual sense that, okay, my earthly dad loves me enough to give me a hug or to hold my hand or to give me a high five. How much more important is it that your spiritual father gives you affection just in a different way. And I think as dads, you have a very unique responsibility in doing that because you're, in a sense, portraying what our heavenly father can do in a physical way compared to his spiritual way. One way that you can teach your kids about their heavenly father loving them and embracing them is by teaching them his word, teaching them Um, scripture. Our girls a lot of times struggle with being scared at night when it's dark and we use nightlights and we check on them 
but they still get scared or if they have a nightmare in the middle of the night. So what we've done is just pull out a couple of verses. One that comes to mind is Psalm 56, 3. But when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And it's not, but if I am afraid, it's when I am afraid. God knows that we're going to struggle with fears and with doubts. But at the end of the day, he wants us to trust him. And by teaching our children to trust God, they can rest in his love and in that warm embrace that he gives us. Uh, In regards to physical touch, there definitely needs to be it needs to be present. It needs to be present between mom and dad to the kids while understanding that there is a certain level of boundary that you need to have because some kids want all the physical touch that you can give them and other kids, you know, might be content with a pat on the back. It's really about learning what your children, child wants and what reaches them the most and then rolling with it. Maybe they're a bouncer, maybe they're a rocker, maybe they're a a cuddler, or maybe they just need a hug and somebody to hold their hand. So yeah, spend some time trying to to study your child and or maybe just ask them what they like and then just observe what sorts of things they lean to. So that's all for today. Items, links and show notes can be found in the description of wherever you listen to podcasts. We want to say thank you to Pixabay Music and all of you that are listening to our podcast. We appreciate all of your support, and thanks again. This is The Walk.